Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm Ashley Sanchez, and joining me is Aaron Keller, and we also have Endow Bear Biologist Heather Reich here, because we're talking bears again, because it is so important this time of year. So, Heather, why do we like to get this messaging across extra this time of year like it's never a bad time to get this message across. it is never a bad time to get the message across because quite honestly bears are a year-round thing here in nevada um this time of year we're running into a lot of uh, the bears moving around we've just we're finishing up with breeding season right now so we're facing a couple of different things all of the yearlings have just been kicked away from mom so we've got a lot of young kind of teenage bears wandering around going oh my gosh I got to make my own home (laughs) and you know it's time to pay rent on my own and get the food and all that good stuff (laughs) and they're trying to get out of the way of the big boys that are coming down to now breed with those females that have kicked them off so we've got a lot of bear movement happening right now uh, these young bears trying to make their way so they're inevitably coming down into neighborhoods so we get some calls about uh, a lot of people think they're actually still cubs and they say oh we've got a cub in our yard and there's no mom when actually it's just a yearling who's kind of like I um, there's boys up there and I'm down here and um, <laughs> with the breeding season finishing up we're gonna start seeing our berry crops coming online so we're gonna see a lot of bears coming into these riparian areas where a lot of us are recreating uh, trying to keep cool and all that good stuff they're going to be coming down and getting into those berry patches and things like that so you know we live in Nevada we have bears here and we can always talk about them exactly so um, one thing we really wanted to get into this week is we always talk about and it is important people need to secure their trash but there's also this option of electric fencing that people could look into could you talk about that a little bit i love talking about electric deterrence for bears it's the most effective thing that we have and it is so versatile in how you can use electricity to deter bears so you know it can be as easy as a little two by two square of electric fencing that you can put your garbage can in to i mean uh, electrifying your entire house at this point in time um, and everything in between chicken coops beehives your garden um, anything that you feel like you need to keep a bear away from you can do it with electricity Um, we have on our website under the bear logic label if you scroll down a little bit we have everything you never thought you wanted to know about electric fencing for bears we've got a great um, guideline booklet that you can print out that tells you how to set up an effective electric fence the correct jewel rating that's the most important part when you get a fence energizer is that actually that jewel rating j-o-u-l-e and that's kind of the oomph behind the shock that that's how it delivers it across certain spans of the electric fence and the higher that that jewel rating is the more effective it is for bears and you can use that in the fall around your fruit trees where the fruit is falling and if you just don't feel like you're going to be able to get out there and pick it up you can put up this electric fence again chicken coops uh, rabbit hutches beef um, beehives I mean it's so versatile 
Uh, so I love electric fencing, and we have a couple of electric fencing kits between myself and Carl Lackey. So if we have an individual that calls and says, hey, my chicken coop got broken into, I am going to get electric fence, but I just, I, I need some time to get all of the bits and pieces together. Carl and I will actually bring an electric fencing system out to them, set it up temporarily for them while they get their own more permanent structure for themselves and that way we can cover them and uh, make sure that everybody's secure that's so good for people to know that you guys have it available yeah and you know carl and i are really in tune with different places where you can actually purchase the electric fencing i'm a big proponent of something called electric net fencing which is what it sounds like it's an actual net that is uh, has electric wires already strung out. It comes as this big roll uh, with all of the stakes in it already, and it takes probably maybe 10 minutes to set up. You just stake it in the ground, walk out the section. Um, it's a beautiful thing to use. It's extremely cheap, uh, and it travels. It's very easy to set up and take down. So for people, for instance, that have beehives that want to move them around to different areas, you can move this electric fence right along with them. Uh, and there's a lot of options of where you can purchase things like that, or you can do a more um, permanent setup with fiberglass or T-posts or wooden posts. Uh, and all of that information is available. We even have videos on the website that people can watch to learn how to set these things up. Yeah, they really are easy to set up. We set up one for the Marlet spawning station mm -hmm. yeah. to kind of protect the fish as they're coming up. And, you know, every once in a while we would get bears that would come in. So, But they really are easy. Um, the first time I set one up, kind of walking around, getting the stakes in, strung the wire. You know, we ours runs off a solar panel and then into a battery um, with the little ticker that kind of makes the noise. And... Um, you know, once we got it set up, I was like, is that all there is? We don't need it. Yep, that's it. Yeah, so that's even that's if someone like you can right? set if one I up, can uh, figure that's it a out. good test right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should it's test everything. Yeah. If I can figure it out, <laughs> then, anyone, then can. anyone can do it. Yep. You know, and a lot of people are concerned about it from the aspect of, will it hurt my child? Will it hurt my pets? And the answer is no. El electric fencing and the way that it has been set up is extremely safe. It doesn't actually kill animals. It simply delivers that shock to get them to avoid whatever area it is. You keep your cows in, you keep the bears out. Um, and a lot of people that, if they're really worried about it, I will actually go to the length of touching it. And yeah, and that's what we did. We had to test it, make sure it was on. <laughs> so you keep oh your hand. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, and you shock yourself. It makes you do a little <laughs> jig and maybe say a couple choice words, but it's. it's yeah, it's not like touching like a power line or anything. No. It's like. Um, it's just like a little. Zap and it's yeah. not a constant. Z the one we used wasn't a constant zap, right? But we and then what we did is we had it at the height where we kind of figured a nose would be. Mm -hmm. And so if a bear came up, they would put their nose on it and they would get a little shock, and th they never come in the in the thing in the trap. And the whole point of that pulsing that you were describing yeah. is so that you do have that release, I guess I would call it. If, you know, you think about people when they are touching a power line and they get electrocuted, they don't ever have that chance to break that because it's right. a constant. Yeah. Whereas this one, it pulses so that the bear can touch and get that shock and then immediately break off from it because mm -hmm. that pulse stops. So it's a very safe system. Yeah, it's and I did see pictures like when uh, of houses that they basically, you know, they were like vacation rentals mm -hmm. and they strung it across the front. Yeah. 
like right on the front door. Yeah. Just four or five lines, and that was it. That's simple as that. Probably a good idea for people who rent out their homes to people who are coming into the area to visit. Yeah, so this is a super cool system that California has had access to through Tahoe Bear Busters for a very long time now. And what Tahoe Bear, Bear Busters was able to do is actually figure out how to completely electrify a home. So it's the same kind of idea where it's an electric fence almost, but it's actually attached to your home. And the, electri the electric aspects are only where potential breaches could happen. So across windows, front doors, um, garage doors, and everything else is enclosed in a plastic insulator. And they do it really beautifully so that it's not this horrible looking thing, but actually a very um, stylish looking mm. system. And the, the electric cords are actually almost bungee-like. So um, they have some systems where you can actually open your window and they will bungee out with that window as it opens oh and wow. you're still covered. So you can actually have your windows open and not be concerned about a bear breaking in because they're going to hit the electric. Um, we have not had this option in Nevada because uh, Tahoe Bear Busters has not been licensed to do this type of work in Nevada. Um, but luckily for us, there is a guy with a company that has taken it on on the Nevada side, and his name is Corey Fairchild. He runs Summit Controls Systems, uh, and he is in Incline, and he is working with Tahoe Bear Busters to do this type of stuff on the Nevada side. So anyone in the Tahoe Basin and then just down the hill like in Galena and areas like that mm -hmm. can actually have this done to their home. And it, yeah, it's perfect for vacation homes mm -hmm. or, um, you know, be a, uh, what, what do they call those things? Um, Airbnbs. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. um, but places that aren't always <laughs> occupied uh, or places that rent that, you know, people might be concerned about the liability aspect of things. This is a phenomenal system. And again, it looks actually quite nice, but it's very, very safe and it helps you secure your home. And I'm excited that we have this option now in Nevada. I'm really excited that Corey's around to do this. Yeah. And is this something like electric fencing? Is this something that might keep a, that bear from coming back to your property? Like, does it impact them that much? Absolutely. Uh, if you have electric over uh, around the one and only attract that you, that you have on your property and that bear can't access that attractant, there's no reason for that bear to come by right. your house anymore. So yeah, you know, you take away that attractant and the bear moves on to go and find food where it can, hopefully on those berries in the riparian areas. So um, you know, if we if we could wave a magic wand and secure all of the attractants, uh, it would make life really life great. So people good. people could still see bears. Bears are still going to be traveling through neighborhoods. They're mm -hmm. still going to you know be using ponds that might be across the street from where you live in open areas, but they're not going to cause the property damage that uh, they're capable of. Right. So yeah, I wish. Every home could just have electric fencing now. <laughs> I know. And, and you know, a, a really cool thing that Tahoe Bear Busters also offers that um, people on the Nevada side can access is something called an electric mat. And a lot of people call it an unwelcome mat. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, name. it's a slab of basically rubber, and they've put down these panels of metal. 
and they they hook it up to an electric fence charger and you can put it underneath a window in front of your garage across your front door uh, anything where you think you know potentially there's a single entrance that a bear might try to an access and it steps on that mat and gets itself shocked and it'll run off and um, electricity is a marvelous, marvelous, easy, tool. easy thing to keep bears out of trouble. And again, you can use it even for garbage. I mean, shoot, it's it's wonderful. Up in Montana, they'll actually put it around their tents. Hunters will put them around their tents. Yeah, I've heard river, like raft guides mm -hmm. using it and putting up a fence yep. kind of around their camp. and. Yeah, yeah, it's that electric net fencing. They'll just roll it up, toss and it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. you said there are the little, like, ones that could travel with mm -hmm. you yeah it's like mobile yeah and they come in different um different sizes so you can get a 50 foot an 80 foot 120 foot um so it's and they're easy. durable and everything just kind of oh, rolls absolutely, up absolutely absolutely nice. the only thing you have to do is kind of keep the ground where it's laying um clear of weeds and things like that so you don't potentially ground out the system right so that's probably the most difficult part for us here in nevada with those electric fencing systems is you've got to have a grounding rod and you need to keep the area around that grounding rod wet and we yep. dry out so much but it's really easy to just kind of go and you know pour a, hose, a bucket of water yeah. and put your hose yeah. on it for a few minutes and keep that moist um, but yeah it's extremely effective with bears you can go online onto youtube and just uh, look up electric fencing and bears and see bears getting shocked with electric fences and see how it works it's hmm. it's yeah. like i love it well people get online and get calling Corey because mm -hmm. it sounds like a really good solution yes. but yes. we yes. are out of time for the first half of the show but we will be right back after this short break you're listening to Nevada Wild if you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. We are back with Nevada Wild, and we were talking about electric fencing before we went to the break. Um, Could we get into a little bit of the price and how that it outweighs the benefits outweigh like the damage you would face. Say you didn't have electric fencing, Heather. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, electric fencing, it's going to cost some money, obviously um, kind of average for, you know, a chicken coop or a beehive. You're looking at probably about $200 and that's for the fence and for the charging system. That doesn't include your, you know, time to set it up, which again, with this net fencing system is really easy. Uh, but I, you know, when I'm talking to people about it, I say it's it's an insurance policy in my eyes. You know, you either spend the $200 to get your fencing system set up or how much is it going to cost you to have to continue to rebuild your chicken coop each time the bear comes in and destroys it? Because bears do not do things gently. <laughs> yeah. no, they yeah. do not just kind <laughs> of, you know, unscrew the hinge <laughs> and open the door. It's smash and grab. Yeah. Um, and, you know, bees right now are suffering. We all know that. We're all, you know, on the bees side of things. So I'm especially sensitive to beekeepers. 
and the amount of time and effort that they put into those beehives and the cost uh, and the need to save those bees. So again, it's it's a really, I it's a good insurance policy. You put in the $200 and that's all you're going to have to put into it. You know, you don't have to worry about getting new beehives or losing your entire colony of bees or having to replace all of your chickens, especially the ones that your kids have named and have fallen in love with and try and bring into bed at night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yep. You know, that, that all costs a lot over repeated times. Um, whereas this is just a one shot and as long as you maintain it and keep it rolling, you're good to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had two friends, one had a chicken coop, got broken into, ripped the door off, you know, all the chickens got out and everything else. But then the other one that he was really sad, he had beehives and he was like almost ready to kind of get his honey. And he was so sad oh, that, that would be everything so got disappointing. trashed and yeah, he was real sad. So and he I put a lot of work into it. You know, a lot of people picture these things, chicken coops and beehives and things like that as being a, you know, Carson Valley where somebody has three or five acres. But there are people that have chicken coops and beehives in their backyards in the middle of Reno. Right. And we have bears come through those areas. And so it's, again, it's a really easy, effective system. Um, and I, I recommend it to pretty much almost everybody when they have issues, you know, even when it's just garbage mm -hmm. and, you know, somebody may not be as willing to do a, a bear resistant garbage container or something like that. I'll just say, well, shoot, you can just throw up a few T posts, right. throw up a couple of some lines of electric and hook up a fence charger. And there you go. Yeah. You I know, think a lot secure. of people can, they can kind of relate to a bear getting into a beehive like that's what bears do they mm -hmm. love that stuff but then when it comes to trash nobody wants a bear to get into trash and no and it's a pain because then you got to go and clean up all your trash right <laughs> yeah. well and it's not at that point it's not just bears you know it's raccoons or any other wildlife that might get in your tr might be the neighborhood dog for that matter and yeah. you know and they could come in and just wreak havoc on your stuff that's so. a great point with chickens you know this electric fencing can potentially keep out the foxes and the raccoons that may come in and try and tear apart a, a chicken right. coop and get the eggs and things like that so it's not necessarily just for bears the important thing for people to remember is to go to our website and look at the information that is on there because it's going to tell you how to do it properly there are a lot of people who say oh electric fencing on my chicken coop and they will actually attach the electric to the chicken coop which while that makes sense to most people it, it doesn't work for bears because they can just reach over and still get purchase onto that chicken coop so that electric fence needs to actually be two or three feet away from the structure that you're trying to protect so it's really important that people come to our website and make sure they've got all of the good information that's there specifically to keep bears away and watch those videos on how to put it up. There's a lot of great information there. And that is endow.org and you go to Nevada Wildlife and hit the bear logic page. Yep, that exactly. That all scroll on. down. It's all listed. You'll yeah, see it along. Down. More information than you ever wanted to know on how to electric fence. But then you'll become the neighborhood consultant for it. So. Hey, right. you know, we could use some neighborhood <laughs> consultants, yeah. so that's a good thing. <laughs> so, um, well, let's get into some other stuff. Like we've been saying, a ton of people are visiting, and even people who live here were out hiking. Um, so what are some of the things people should do out on the trails? Well, people should just be bear aware. Uh, as we always tell people, think like a bear. 
Um, bears have amazing noses. It's the main thing that gets them into trouble. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so be aware of, you know, when you go out, if you go hike up the Tahoe Rim Trail or something to have a picnic, please make sure you bring your stuff out with you. Bring your garbage out with you. Don't leave food up there on the trails to bring bears closer into the trail. Uh, for people that are out hiking, you know, I, I spent 10 years up in Montana working with grizzly bears. And up there, we lectured a lot about carrying bear spray. And I've noticed that in the black bear world, we don't talk about it. But I feel that it's extremely important, even in black bear country. They are bears. And, you know, if people feel worried about something if they don't understand bear body language and they see a bear on the trail and the bear just kind of stands there and they're not sure what to do it's extremely safe to have some bear spray it's not going to hurt you it's not going to hurt the bear but it it will keep anything from potentially happening so I i'm a big proponent of people carrying bear spray when they're out on the trails bikers are moving super fast and if they come around the trail and oh my gosh there's a bear and you can't hit your brakes and you you know run over the top and the bear's surprised and you're surprised and you're not too sure about how that situation's going to go down you have bear spray on you and it's not just for bears bear spray can work say. on mountain lions it can work on coyotes if somebody's walking an aggressive dog and they can't pull that dog away and you're feel feeling threatened and it can work for scary two-legged things out there too. <laughs> That's you know? what I was thinking. I was like, hey, maybe you know, we should all have some bear spray. We have female trail runners that are out there by themselves. And, you know, it just does not hurt to have this can of bear spray on you to just avoid anything unnecessary. I, I can't tell you how many times I hear somebody say, oh, well, I've got my gun. And, uh, you know, it, research has shown that that doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. Bear spray will stop an attack if one potentially could happen. It will make you feel safe out there. Uh, so I am a big proponent of that. Um, make noise. Let the bears know you're out there. You know, if you see one, don't be scared. Just talk to it. Let it know, let it know that you're there. Uh, and if you feel like it's not going to move for you, just back yourself down the trail and go somewhere else. But our black bears are tree animals <laughs> they if they have a tree that they can go up if they feel threatened they're going to go up that tree and you just keep on your way just make sure if you do see a bear that you it has a way to get out right that's you don't the want to corner them right? exactly right yeah, because at that point they don't have any way where to go but over the top of you so as long as they have somewhere to go and you tell it you know get out of here bear that bear's going to move on and you should just be appreciative of the fact that you got to see such a wonderful animal while you were out on a hike that's sure. a good point. If you see a bear and it spots you, it doesn't mean the bear wants to kill you. Like we <laughs> exactly. got asked that like a week right. ago. Someone's like, it's all animals out to get us. Absolutely like, no. not. Absolutely right. They're afraid not. too. Absolutely. And you know, a, a lot of people feel like if a bear stands up on its back legs, they feel like that's a threatening position. That's actually the least threatening position a bear can be in. All that bear is doing is, um, it's like us standing on our tippy toes to get a better view of something. That's all they're doing is just standing up to be like, am I, what is, is that, that is a human down there. It's not a threatening position at all. It's simply curiosity. And the next move is usually them turning 180 degrees and disappearing Going into the, the other bush. Way. Yeah. Yeah. What are the, uh, like, what would an aggressive bear 
be doing? Like, what should people look for if they realize this bear is going to be a problem? Yeah, if if you're out hiking or something like that and you notice that a bear is following you down the trail and you stand your ground and get really big, which is what we ask people to do with bears, is make yourself really big, uh, and that bear doesn't back down from you, that is a bit of a concerning behavior. Um, bears that don't, I, I guess my best description <laughs> is look perky. If they're mm -hmm. not standing up straight with their ears forward and kind of their eyes are bright and they're just obviously looking at you and they're curious. Um, a bear whose head is down low, whose ears are flattened off to the side, um, that's a threatening bear. And you know, a, a lot of people get worried when they hear a bear vocalize, uh, that jaw snapping, the yeah. moaning. Oh, That's sure. not aggression at all. That's simply a stress. That mm -hmm. is that bear simply saying, I am stressed in this situation. Could you please back off? Um, that is not, I'm going to, I'm, I'm about to kill you. It's simply that bear, that's the only way it can talk to you and say, I, I'm a little worried about this. And you need to listen to that and back yourself out of the situation and let that bear feel like it's not so It does up. sound crazy, though. It does. It, they it's start an popping their teeth and their, their jaws are going together and yeah, and making it's that noise. It, it makes me sad for the bears sometimes when I see them up the tree and you've got, you know, 10 people at the base of it taking pictures and that bear is salivating and popping its jaw and moaning uh, that bear simply it has nowhere else to go mm -hmm. it is very stressed out at this point that's right. when i tell people could you just just leave the bear alone let it come out of the tree and and go on its own so um we we typically do not see aggressive bears and mm -hmm. it's exceptionally rare um but just understand the body language a bear following you is not a normal thing uh, and if you know if you confront that bear and it doesn't immediately leave or go up a tree that's something to call us about and make us aware of that situation but for the most part you're just going to enjoy seeing a bear butt disappearing into the yeah. trees right you know. yeah i've seen a few bears in the wild you know out hiking or shed hunting and most of them just kind of well all of them the ones i've seen are just kind of hanging out and then know if i'm coming around the the hill they they stand up kind of look at you kind of get an idea of what you are and then boom gone yeah and they're you know again their their big sense is the sense of smell their hearing is not the greatest so i i have a number of times walked into a field where a hundred yards away there's a bear eating and i would think well shoot it how does it not know i'm here but i realize it just it's it's eating it's focused on what it's doing the wind it's is not, going the right is way exactly yep. so i've many times sat and enjoyed that bear but at at some point i will stand up and say hey bear and inevitably it picks up its head and it's like holy moly <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gone. know then there's that bear butt going <laughs> off yep, into the bushes yep, exactly but, um yeah noise make a lot of noise when you're out there and just let the bears know. Yeah, I think just around. people being aware of their surroundings too, mm -hmm. right? Realizing yeah. they're in bear country yeah. and there could be a bear on the trail. Yeah. So if they come across it, it's one of the coolest and not frightening, but it is scary to the first time you see a bear. Oh, they always look so much bigger on the ground than right. they actually are. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw one, it, my heart stopped. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. But then after that, you're like, oh, that thing is 
That's a really cool, cool animal. Yeah. 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 The first so. time I ever saw a bear, I was in Yellowstone. It was that, that same thing. I think both of our hearts stopped because yeah. the bear oh, was yeah. every bit as surprised yeah. as I was <laughs> when we came around the corner towards each other and yep. we both went opposite you directions. You guys were both like, see ya. <laughs> <Bye-bye>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's typical. That's absolutely typical and um, wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to see bears. They're beautiful creatures, but respect that they're wild animals. Um, they are not big fuzzy dogs. And yeah. You know, take your picture, but then please ask it to leave. Don't let it think that it's okay to be hanging out with you. Just take yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely a something we a message we want to get across is, um, you know, we don't want them to get used to people. We want them to have some sort of fear of people. We want right? them to be wild. Absolutely, right. we bears belong here, but we want to keep them as wild as we can. We love them. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you, Heather, for being here. You gave such good information. And again, everyone go to endow.org and head to our Bear Logic page. That is all the time we have today, but thank you all for listening. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.